Hey, what's going on, everybody? Boy, my voice is shot. Um, got run down over the weekend with all that turkey hunting, and you know, a couple weeks now of waking up at three thirty in the morning. And you combine that with being a kindergarten teacher and having to talk sometimes talk over eighteen kids, and uh, you got a recipe for disaster. And so that's kind of what's going on right now. I should not be talking over eighteen kids. I know better than that. But it's hard. You get to the end of the year, and man, I hate to say they're like your friends, but they are. You know, you've invested so much into them. You want them to flourish, and seeing their sadness or their disappointment when you got to bring the hammer down, it's not easy. And I think that's why so many teachers struggle this time of year. I'm actually leading a workshop tomorrow, so I'm <laughs> even more concerned about my voice on behavior management again, or, or classroom management, but the first time around it was the unwritten rules of classroom management. Things like establishing rapport, you know, kids do well if they can, uh, fight for your kids, not with your kids, and backed it up with some quotes from from uh, some authors and researchers that I really respect. You know, you got, uh, I shouldn't say I really respect Elfie Cohen, I really respect him as an intellectual, I don't necessarily necessarily respect him as a practitioner, but certainly Ross Green and uh, Dr. Christopher Edmond, who wrote uh, you know, For White Folks That Teach in the Hood and the rest of y'all, too. And uh, Ross Green did Kids Do Well If They Can, um, saying that, you know, if they can, a kid would be successful. No kid wants to be bad. You know, some kids just have bad concepts with time. They can't see in the grays. They only see black and white. Um, they don't pick up on social nuance. There's a lagging skill that prevents the child from being successful. So that was the first time around, and this time, you know, after the feedback from that presentation, we're going to build a hierarchy of consequences. So what do you do before you call for administrative help? You know, the kid's tearing up the room, or the kid refuses to participate, X, Y, Z. And so what, what's your plan? What's your game plan? And, and you really got to have it going into the situation. It's so crazy because I'm starting to get a little bit of a reputation at my school for being able to handle the tough kids. And a veteran came to me and asked me uh, what I would do in this in X situation with one of her students. And I was like, well, I'd probably try this. She's like, okay. And then 20 minutes go by, and I'm like, wait a minute. Well, if, if he reacts this way, I, I would do this. And then I had to go to her and say, okay, well, here, I would change that. She's like, okay. I go back to my room. And 20 minutes later, I'm like, well, wait a minute, though, because then you're going to run into this problem. And so you got to make sure you also do this. Human beings are so complicated, so complicated. There's not really a one-size-fits-all uh, path you can take, but for the most part, you know, you got to go with, with your strengths and what you're confident with, and as a result, that path does become a little more defined. And so just me having to scramble to come up with these, to kind of like sort through it in my head, I mean, part of it's probably because, you know, I'm a stoner, right, and I have to sift through all this this junk that's in there. I have to, like, scrub off the fuzz. Uh, but the other part of it is that I don't actually have, like, a written-down plan. You know, I don't have a step one, step two, step three, like I think I do, right? Like, I have I do it in practice, uh, you know, through the years. It's like, okay, well, usually I try this, and then I go to this, and then I go to this. But I'm just repeating discoveries or ideas that I've done in the past. Like, okay, well, now I'm going to try this. Oh, yeah, that's right, I did that with this kid. Okay, well, now I'm going to try this. Oh, yeah, that's right, I tried it with the, this other kid it will be really, really helpful to have like, okay, this kid says no, what's my first step, second step, third step, and we're going to try to go for four full steps. 
uh, prior to calling for administration because once you call for administration as a teacher, you have lost all power. You know, it's like, okay, so you couldn't handle me. You couldn't handle the it, the situation. You had to call for the big guns. Boom. Your authority is out the door. Uh, you've got to resolve it prior to playing your trump card. Uh, I played my trump card a couple times this year, but it wasn't because... I had a situation that I was unable to manage in the classroom, thankfully, right? Like, thankfully. It, it was just an appropriate response. Like, one kid stole some money, and I could hear it in his pocket. And I screwed up as a teacher. You know, I put him on the spot rather than calling him to the side and being like, hey, listen, man, some of the kids are saying you stole money. I can hear it jingling in your pocket. Why don't you just put it back in the cash register, and it's all good. If I had done that and monish in private, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But instead, I... I just wanted to, part of me wanted to see what this kid would do, you know, and also there was part of me that wanted to make an example of him, and anyway, it was dumb, so I, I call him out in front of everybody, I'm like, hey, you, you, uh, kids are saying you stole money, no, I didn't, well, jump up and down for me, jingle, 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 sounds like you got money in your pocket, no, I don't, well, listen, at this point, I know you're lying to me, and you're you're stealing, and that's against our school policy, so I have to call the principal, so I called the principal, you know, he, he, Asked him if he had money. Kid says no. You know, he has him shake his pocket, jingles, pulls the kid out of the room. Another time, I went to brought a kid to the principal. Uh, they'd been putting hands on somebody too too often, you know. And I thought a good scare would be good for him. It's not that I needed the. It's not that the situation was so outrageous, right? It's not like when I was working in the hood and this kids throwing haymakers or something. You know, just annoying little things. You know, a little push here and there, or you know, just grabbing when they're not supposed to grab. And so. You know, I had I had reminded, 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 you know, admonished, admonished, admonished. And finally it was like, okay, you know what? I think this particular child would benefit from a trip to the office, have that have that severe talk, you know, kind of like, listen, this is the, the calm before the storm. Like, this is your chance. You're in here with me, the big cheese. You know, let's not make it any worse than it has to be. We got expectations here at school. If you can't follow them, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to drop the hammer. So... I definitely lean on administration, you know, when it's appropriate. But in terms of like that power struggle and the and you you can't pull out the trump card because you lose, and and the kid knows it, and and the rest of the class knows it too. Like, wow, you couldn't handle this five year old, or you couldn't handle this twelve year old. And there are some really tough ones, and sometimes you do got to call right. But also, it's how you call. So anyway, the the people who came to my first workshop, they really needed the concrete steps. They were newer teachers, younger teachers. And uh, while the philosophy was good for them, and I, I hope that they respected it and appreciated it, it seemed like they did, they were also ready for the next steps. The problem is you can't have the next steps without having all this other stuff established first. And there's even you know techniques that I'm going to bring up tomorrow, like spontaneous fun. Like out of the blue, if you can reward a kid or a class just for no reason at all other than Oh, uh, you know what? It's really nice outside. You guys want to just call it quits on the math, go out and play? Boom. Like, you get so much credit, so much social karma. And uh, let's say, you know, out of the blue, you bring in a treat, and you're just like, hey, I don't know, I just thought I'd bring this in, thought it'd be nice for you guys. Like, that kind of stuff, that spontaneity, you know, it shows you're human. You know, you're not just the the prison warden, you know, forcing the inmates to, to perform XYZ tasks day after day after day after day. You know, it shows you're human. 
and it's and it's incredibly valuable. So for the sake of my throat, I don't I don't dare go too deep. But I'm podcasting right now because you know I'm jonesing, like I'm I'm jonesing for a hit. And uh, you know it'd be nice to just get some some sleep tonight, fall asleep early. I mean I'll fall asleep early anyway, right? Like I'm zonked after I meditate, I'll I'll probably be able to pass right out. But my old, my mind likes to play that trick on me, right? Like ooh, you know, smoke a little bit and then then go to bed. I actually did dream last night, so that was cool. Uh, you know, uh, back in that deep REM sleep, pretty sweet. And uh, I get in my inbox and I get a message from this guy. I'm going to call him, uh, hang on, let me pull it back up here. I'm going to call him Larry. And Larry basically, uh, he says to me, don't know if it's going to reach anybody, but talking through this, you know, hopefully it'll help me. I've never felt like I had anyone who could relate with me till I heard your podcast. I'm a bodybuilder from the UK who smokes a lot of weed. I started at a very young age of 13. I'm now 35, and I've used daily for the entirety of this time. Uh, he's wanted to quit for the past three years, but he's really struggled with the process. Uh, like me, uh, he always thinks, well, if he's going to quit, you might as well have one last good smoke. Uh, that subsided, he just gave up on the idea of being free, but... He's starting to have some health problems. He said, uh, recently I've noticed my chest is tighter than usual. My workouts seem a lot harder to do than they normally do. I can't run as far or as fast as he could three months ago. And he feels like it's only going to get worse if he stays on this path. So it seems like he's coming to the realization it's got to stop. It's starting to affect and impede his day-to-day life. And so he's going to kind of listen and follow along. And that's cool, man. I appreciate it. You know, listen, appreciate you reaching out, I should say. I, I don't know if I'm the best guy to inspire anybody, but... I, you know, hopefully you guys can <laughs> you guys can take good stuff from me and leave all the crap behind. You know, if you leave me in the dust, I'm a happy man. You know, if you go off into the sunset clean and sober and changing your life, like, that's pretty freaking cool. Um, I'm, I'm really doing this podcast because it's a, kind of a way to hold me accountable, both not only with my habit, but just with continuing to pursue healthy um healthy direction, I guess, or like healthy, uh, healthy inputs in some way. Like I need to continue to put good things in my life, good things in my spirit so that I don't have to fill it with something that's so temporary and, and, um, and almost vain in a way, right? Like superficial might be a better term. And so we're going to get into the scripture because the scripture's got more to say than I do. And it says mice. Oh, we just did that one. So avoid the adulteress chapter seven. And uh, believe me, I, I battle with this one. So, my son, keep my words and treasure my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and live. And, and my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call understanding your intimate friend, that they may keep you from an adulteress. For the foreigner who flatters with her words. For at the widow... Excuse me, I'm so sorry, you guys. <clears throat> For at the window of my house I looked out through my lattice, and I saw among the naive, and discerned among the youths, a young man lacking sense, passing through the street near her corner, and he takes the way to her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the middle of the night, and in the darkness, and behold, a woman comes to meet him, dressed as a harlot and cunning of heart. She is boisterous and rebellious, her feet do not remain at home. She is now in the streets, now in the squares, and lurks by every corner. So she seizes him and kisses him, and with a brazen face she says to him, I was due to offer peace offerings. Today I have paid my vows. Therefore I have come out to meet you, to seek your presence earnestly, and I have found you. 
I have spread my couch with coverings, with colored linens of Egypt. I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with caresses, for my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him. At the full moon he will come home. With her many persuasions, she entices him. With her flattering lips, she seduces him. Suddenly he follows her, as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as one in fetters to the discipline of a fool, until an arrow pieces through his liver, pierces through his liver, as a bird hastens to the snare, so he does not know that it will cost him his life. Now, therefore, my sons, listen to me, and pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many are the victims she has cast down, and numerous are all her slain. Her house is the way to Sheol, descending to the chambers of death. You know, if I was to give you a fitness tip of the week, I guess we could talk supplements, you know, getting this message from the bodybuilder. If you are somebody who's trying to get strong, and I know there's not always, you know, everybody's always like, oh, I don't want to get big, oh, I don't want to get bulky. Well, first of all, it's super freaking hard to do that, so please don't say that to any serious athlete, because that's nonsense. Like, it's so difficult to put on muscle. You have to eat so aggressively until you're sick every single meal. You have to consume monstrous amounts of protein. You have to lift diligently, consistently, and with good science. Um, you're in no danger of getting big. But if you're somebody who wants to get big... And uh, you do all the aforementioned things. In the supplement world, there's a thing called creatine. And probably the most recognized and widely used and sold creatine out there is monohydrate. So there's creatine ethyl ester, just different forms of the same molecule. And what's interesting about creatine is your body produces it in small amounts, right? Like if you studied biology at all, you know that your body uses ATP, adenosine triphosphate, for fuel. And that requires oxygen, but if your body is in an anaerobic state or something without oxygen, then your body can use creatine. Creatine is awesome. It gives you a ton of energy uh, in terms of like once that molecule breaks. The only problem is you don't have very much of it to use, and then all of a sudden it's gone. And it takes your, your body a little while to build it back up. You'll also find creatine in red meat. So if you eat a diet heavy in meat, you've got a good, good creatine levels. What I'll say is if you supplement with creatine, there's a couple things to look out for. Number one, I recommend cycling it. It's kind of old school mentality there, but very similar to testosterone. The reason they cycle steroids is because it kills your body's uh, ability to produce it endogenously, right? So endogenous production means inside the body. Exogenous testosterone is what you're injecting into your buttocks or your deltoid. So by consuming exogenous creatine, uh, you know, in, there's a theory at least that you may blunt your own body's ability to produce it, just kind of like when we're smoking weed, you know, like getting those dopamine hits, the little addiction gremlins, you know, you're high, 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 and then they jump on the scale and it goes down, 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 because everything has to be balanced. So cycling creatine by taking some really high doses for, let's say, like 10 days, usually you start with some real high doses. Uh, just look at your your bottle's label, you know, whatever they recommend, you know, you take that plus another half, you know, like there's a high dose. Or maybe you take twice it. If it, if, let me put it this way, if your supplement doesn't recommend cycling, like starting with high and working your way down, then double the dose, 
double the dose for like 10 days, and work your way down to a single dose. And that cycle really should be no more than like four weeks. And then take two or three weeks off. Now your gains are going to fall, okay? You're not going to be as strong. Um, you, you might lose a little bit of size because creatine has a tendency to absorb water in your body. Like your body retains water. You get almost like a little bit of a bloat in a way, but the pump is amazing. And you will definitely get stronger uh, during the cycle. However, you know, take the time off and then start it up again. I wouldn't recommend pursuing creatine unless you're somebody who has like truly plateaued. And it's so hard to say to somebody that's a fairly novice lifter like what a real plateau is. But unless you're consuming one gram of protein per pound of body weight, and unless you've been lifting for at least 16 weeks straight, um, you are not in a position to take advantage of creatine. Like, just wait. Because it's, it's a superficial gain if your body hasn't reached that plateau. It, it, you're, and it's tough to describe, but there are a lot of athletes that will agree with me on this. Um, the other thing about creatine is, your body needs a carrier molecule. It needs insulin. So you can't take creatine monohydrate by itself. Something like Celtech, which is produced by a supplement company called MuscleTech, that is loaded with simple sugar. You take some Celtech, you're going to be jacked up. You know, Not only from the creatine, but from all that sugar. You're going to get pumped. And I like to take my creatine right near the end of the workout. But I, I always make sure I have at least one exercise left. So I take it. You know, my body's... You know, it needs food, it needs calories. You know, you're pounding this, this sugar with this high-energy molecule inside of it. And then, boom, you're, you're repping out your last exercise, you know, three, four sets, getting your pump on. And then you go to the mirror and you start your flexing. And, wow, holy mackerel, you get jacked. Um, so if you're getting the creatine monohydrate powder, which is the cheapest way to do it, you know, take away some grape juice or something or some Gatorade. Uh, if it's already got the simple carbs in the mixture, then you're good to go. And that's it, you guys. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. My, my poor throat. I'm, <laughs> it's going to be a long day tomorrow, but I'm excited about it. You know, there's a couple of people who are coming to this workshop that really need it. And I had to say no administrators because people can't be authentic uh, if there's, you know, if their boss is there. Got a lot more to update you on with regards to school and uh, my, my future career, kind of the things that have been shaken up. But as you know, my principal lied to me right to my face, holding my words in her hand. You know, I've, I've kind of distanced myself a little bit. It's forced me to reevaluate. However, a lot of good has also come from that situation as I continue to just tell the truth and do what's best for kids um, and try to just be a, a stronger part of the system instead of trying to buck the entire system. So more about that another time. Uh, let's get into our quote of the day. Well done is better than well said. So, hey, stick with it, everybody. We can do it. I'm going to sign off and meditate. Got my hour in this morning. Going to get my hour in this evening. And uh, lots of love, man. Just remember to find satisfaction in the struggle. And peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.